Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. We want to start by uh, expressing gratitude for your courage and your determination. You have definitely contributed to what we were hoping that would happen in these meetings where we are bold, straightforward, no holds barred. This meeting is absolutely useless if we don't talk about real circumstances and real challenges. So please continue to put your whatabouts on the table. Uh, Seth and I recognize that as we strive to teach, we are going to be uh, cramming and limited. Uh, we were uh, reviewing earlier this week on the plan for the next series. And one of the things we decided is uh, we are not numbering lessons anymore. <laughs> that is not working out to number the lessons because we need to really be attentive to the principles that are causing you the most angst at this time. While we are formally on week 11 today and formally on week 12 uh, next week, we will be skipping two weeks because we want to avoid having conflict with Halloween in one, two, three weeks from today. And then we'll be restarting up. The expectation or understanding is that we want to be a resource to you at a financially reasonable cost until you feel like you get it. Okay, I get it now. I get what I need to do. I get how I need to make a change. I get this betrayal trauma thing. And I know I now know what to do with it. That doesn't mean the wife will be recovered from her trauma. We are in a powerless position like unto surgeons and hospital help meets where we can do all we can do, but that doesn't guarantee the recovery of the person who's in pain. But as with anybody in a medical field, we all want to feel like we've done all that we can do because we've understood all that we can understand. I need to step away a little early today, so Seth has opened the window for me to spend most of the first 30 minutes talking. But Seth, you've had some ponders on what we need to clean up or what, what was unfinished from last time. All right, I'm going to leave most of those details to you to cover because you've done a lot of research on them. I'm, I feel impressed based on some conversations that I've had with some of the men lately is what men will often refer to as a wife overreacting as a wife overreacting and having, and we just met in the marriage repair workshop and one of the fellows who thought things were going well, just took a flamethrower to the face is a metaphor that might be appropriate for his circumstance. And he was pretty banged up by the time we saw him. And he's usually in good spirits. Uh, I've seen this in my Monday morning group. I've got guys who feel like they've got a, a Menomoroni group. I got some guys who are feeling like things are going well. And then all of a sudden it blows up in their face, etc. Now, because we are mortals, because we have human brains, we feel pain too. All right. And so when the other person lashes out, 
When the other person uses any one of the metaphors, shaken pop bottle syndrome, cornered cat syndrome, it doesn't really matter what the name of it is. Brethren, I will never tell you that you don't have a right to be in pain when she lashes out. Okay? You are immortal. Of course you have a right to be in pain. Of course you have a right to be hurt. But if we get in this death spiral cycle of I'm going to react in a in inaccurate way because you hurt me. I'm going to react in a way that's not helpful because you hurt me. I'm going to react in a not helpful way because you hurt me. Back and forth, we have a death spiral. Okay? So, brethren, it's not about whether or not you're justified in having a reaction to the pain she's causing you. So please make a note to that to yourself. This isn't about saying it's okay for her to do that. And she should, what about the problems she causes? All right. So just document in your brain, she did something that hurt me. Don't, we're not going to argue over it. Just put a validation stamp on it. That is correct. Now we can wait for her to be superhuman and have a non-paced non-pain-based reaction to you, or we can strive to empower you to have a non-pain-based reaction to her. All right? So one of the first steps to that is, are you committed to learning how to do that? Do you want to learn how to have a non-pain-based response? I've actually had some guys say, no, I want to retain the right to hit back. Okay, you have the right to hit back. Now what? You've just you now just told me you want to wait for her to get good at this, but you don't want to become good at it first. You do know that presider means you go first. If you want to be the presider in your marital situation, brethren, you have to become the one who can respond with charity to getting hurt. Which, by the way, is actually a miracle. So if you do actually do pull that off, you've just participated in a miracle. Well done. <laughs> just, let's just make sure everybody knows that it's not logical to respond to injury with charity. Does anyone have any questions about that one? Does that make sense? The question becomes, how do you do it? How is it done? There's only two ways I know how it's done. Number one is the complete Jesus version of it where you're so fully capable on an almost divine level that you can always respond with, forgive them for they know not what they do, because I've got immort practically immortal blood and body. So when someone's putting nails in my hands and my feet and putting thorns on my head and whipping me with a cat of nine tails, I can still say, forgive them for they know not what they do. They're just having a bad day. Anyone here got the psychological fortitude to pull that one off? If you do, I'd like to almost worship you, but I'm not quite that blasphemous. Actually, I'm sincere. Do anyone know how to do that? Because I'm actually, I would become your student because I don't know how to do that. Okay? Everyone clear that's practically impossible? What is the alternative? The alternative is what is taught in sports, in military, in all sorts of firemen. I love in our, Scott knows we have got a, we got this fireman chief in our group that can give us lots of information about how to respond in a fire situation, in emergency rich situations. This is the thing that's called protocol. 
When this happens, we're going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. When this happens, we're going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. When this happens, we're going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now, gentlemen, if you'd like, if one of you is feeling vulnerable and courageous, we can take one of your situations when she does this, which I recognize as a pain response but really hurts me. Let's try to create a protocol of response that breaks the cycle. So take a second, brethren. Can you think of something she does or has a tendency to do that hurts you, but you do know it's a pain response from her, and your current protocol ain't so great? Okay, so the technical pieces of it. So do you deserve it? Now, let's. that's not even the point. The, the point is, did she have a pain-based response that hurt you? Yes. Yes. That's all we need to boil it down to. Now let's create some protocol. Now let's remember when we're doing protocol development, it's like Genesis chapter one. Here lies matter unorganized. Okay. <laughs> Whenever yeah. you're developing a protocol, you always have to leave room for my ideas are disorganized but I have an opportunity and there's a space here for me to create a protocol. Okay. All right. So the first thing you do is you start listing ideas out of order. Okay. Now, sometimes in a group setting like this, I'll even have guys start putting stuff in the chat. Okay. Now remember, don't waste any time putting stuff like that would be an animal based reaction to that situation, man. I'd throw down on the woman. I'd tell her where she stands, man. I'd tell her what's up. No, we need ideas that are charitable, resilient, strong-minded. Uh, so we want to end the scenario feeling edified and strong, notwithstanding her behavior. Okay, so I'm going to start listing some of the ones I would think of, but not in any order. I need to fit in there somewhere. Forgive her for she knows not what she's doing. I'm pretty sure... She doesn't know how painful saying something like that to a man is. You okay if we put that in there somewhere, Andrew? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I do have the ability to be compassionate. I don't need to be offended by something that she says. There's two more pieces. Anyone else? Give me some pieces that we could put in our mental protocol. You can think of things to say, things to do. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.